ho, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Maverick. Love you being on the screen. Well, let me explain. I misread the time on the intro. I thought it was only like that minute, not the minute 27. That was my fault. All good. All good. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Another episode of the All Pro Jaffos, where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly, go over there, highly elevated sports fan. I'm your host, JP. Hey, yo. And with me, as always, the 6'10 beast from the Southeast, Mr. Country K. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. I'm be honest. I thought he was playing the Bernie Mac shit first, and then I was going to say something. That's he did. what happened last time. And I, he did? I can't yeah, hear, see a goddamn thing on my end. I promise you. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Whoa. There we go. <laughs> oh, before we get started, everyone, this episode is help brought to you by Groundbreaking Enterprises, the premier real estate company ready to buy your house as is considering selling. Call 510-646-7891 and get your no obligation offer now. Let's get into it. Uh, okay, Bears made a splash uh, trade before uh, the NFL draft um, is to be coming up uh, fairly soon. Um, it happened a little quicker uh, than normal. Usually, see you see this kind of stuff, you know, the week of uh the draft or day of the draft, you know, sometimes, um, you know, a whole month out, uh, was actually very surprising to me. I remember when the notification popped up that they made the trade, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's something that we have been talking about what the bears should do with the number one overall pick. I kind of made it clear that I thought that they should trade out to kind of get assets and stuff like that to be able to help out Justin Fields instead of just giving him up, giving up on him um, already. Um, and that's exactly what they did. They traded down with the Carolina Panthers. So the Carolina Panthers are now the number one overall pick in this year's draft. And in that trade, um, the Bears received uh, basically the flop picks. Number one, so now uh, they have the ninth overall pick. So they stayed in the top 10, which is another thing that me and Kay talked about um, that they should do. They should try to find a way to stay in the top 10. They did it. They made it happen. And uh, they get another second uh, round pick, the 61st overall pick to be exact. Um, a first rounder in 2024 and a second rounder in 2025. And they got a piece for the offense in the process in DJ Moore. Um Moore last year played the first year of his three year 61.88 million dollar uh contract, you know, about roughly 20 million a year, a little over 20 million a year. Uh so he's got two years left on that contract with uh the Bears now. Uh Bear starters are now looking um I guess pretty decent. Me and Kay talked about this a little bit off air and there's still, I mean, obviously there's room for improvement. They definitely need an offensive line because 
their offensive line was absolutely atrocious um, last year. You'll see K come back in once he figures out his tech. Um, but now you have Justin Fields at QB, Khalil Herbert at running back, which I'm not too sold on Herbert just yet. Um, I feel like he's got a little bit more to prove before he's, you know, Starts getting a little bit more notable. Shame about this and that. Oh, I'm gonna be example piece. <laughs> um, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, um, Mooney, and Komet. Um, Kay and I uh, have talked about Komet a little bit off air, and I mean he's a decent tight end. But I still kind of feel like he needs, or Fields at least, needs another one. Um, Claypool and Mooney, to be honest, bro, I'm not. I, Claypool had a steep-ass drop-off after his 10-touchdown rookie year. And drop-off? Yeah, big-time drop-off. Fat drop-off. He started I mean, I'm getting, trying to figure he, out. He started, he started he was, getting into TikTok. And that's why. Y'all, nah, y'all elevated him. That was, that was the problem. That was problem number one, elevating him. I didn't understand I mean, why he would need to be elevated. He shouldn't even have a very high. 10 touchdowns. Okay, he had 10 touchdowns. That's what's His up. rookie season. There are vets okay. that don't get 10 touchdowns in a season. He did it his rookie year with Big Ben as the quarterback. That's because people play in it. Yeah, Big Ben running screens. They ran screens the whole time. It wasn't like he was out there running routes. They just ran screens and did a whole bunch of crap. Oh, he was getting they I masked should've. a bunch of crap. I, 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 he had more deep ball touchdowns than he had screens. Man, he, he was he was exactly who we thought they were when he was. Trying to prove that he was a guy. He was they are who guy. we thought they were. He always came in the game and Lord have mercy. I I I mean I don't know. I, when they got Claypool, you know, I was kind of thinking about it going. Hey, uh, so yeah. Hey, no. Look, look. I, I like I told you of thing. DJ Moore made that best. Carolina hit a fucking lake. Carolina hit the biggest lake ever. They traded a mid-level number one. They traded a mid-level number one to go up to be the first pick overall, bro. It wasn't like they were patting the world be the numbers. He ain't pulling no <laughs> Go, man. And people sit there and make it seem like, oh, look at the slow quarter. It's like oh, the, the lower guard going to have this quarter. I didn't do this man production because hey, me as a fan, when you got Mike Evans and his quarterback was Mike and goddamn Josh McCown, I don't give a fuck about what none of them talking about about the Kansas and DJ Moore. You have to fucking produce, sir. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that fuck mine and Josh McCown. Okay, we had okay. two quarterbacks that started at some points in time. Okay, okay. I know you're making good points. 
but you're sounding like a robotic the signal is never good when you're in your car Yep. Are you there? Is it better now? I can hear you a little bit better now. Is it better yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, now, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, but I mean, overall. But no, so look, this is the point I was making. This is the point I was making. DJ Moore is a number one. Carolina hit the biggest fucking lick ever. They traded a mid-level number one to move up to be the first pick overall. That was a fucking lick. Well, he gave up more than he just did him, not yeah. have Coop Cup's number. No. But again, nobody on who they traded was bigger than the big name they mentioned. They made it seem like DJ Moore was the biggest name. So if he's the biggest name, the yeah, that is the biggest name that they have on that team. You're a smoking pixie dust. You forgot who, about who, my boy who? and Brown. Bruce Brown, do not disrespect him. Bruce who? Brown, the DN for the Carolina Panthers. Brown, Bruce Brown, or what? What's my boy name? I think it's Bruce Brown, like the DN. For the Panthers? Are you fucking serious, Josh? Okay, let me remind you the Carolina the Panthers have been so dog him. shit this year. I stopped paying attention to them. The only Bruce bro, Brown he had I was 10 able to pull sacks up. this season, bro. Over 10 sacks this year. Are you the talking only... about Burns? Burns? I said Brown. Jesus. Yeah, Brown. Burns. I'm getting names okay. confused. <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of shit going on. A lot of motion going on. A lot. A lot of motion. It's a lot of motion. And I don't. His first name isn't even Bruce. <laughs> Look, bro. Hold on. What's my boy? What's my boy? Um. I Bruce. can't hear you, man. What? What is it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> he said, "Fuck it." I'm gonna go back off screen. <laughs> Burns. Brian. His name's Brian. Fuck. Brian Burns. Brian. There we go. It's close. close I was enough. wrong all the way to fuck around. I didn't know who the fuck I was talking about. Brian fuck. Burns. Okay. Um, I position he played. I know a position he played. Fuck that. I got partially right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and I knew he had over 10 sacks this year. Okay. No, that's a good, I guess. Okay. So they traded the second best player on her team. I mean, bro. My point is they saying got nobody all that else on that squad, man. They they literally depleted their whole entire their whole entire nah, squad. No, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that I wouldn't go that far, bro. I'm telling you, DJ Moore, bro, he was a mid-level number one. Real deal. That's it. Like that's all the man was. So it wasn't like they were 
they were just trading the hopes and dreams of their team. Like, no, nah, like, you just had a guy. It wasn't like they didn't have a major piece. Like, that piece they just added to the, the Bears did not put them over the Detroit Lions, bro. Like, it's not like they just did something by, all right, y'all going to get in goddamn on DJ Moore. Like, even that, I gave, I gave them a decent amount of credit because I told you what I feel about doggone Claypool. Fucking loser. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And it's like, like, all honesty is going to be DJ Moore, commit, maybe Mooney, then Claypool on, on who's the targets. And they might have a running back before the dog on last two receivers. Well, I, that might be the target list. I don't know, man, because I'm still I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this list literally right here in front of me. And I mean, Bleacher Report and all that, they're making it seem like this offense is going to be a world beater. And I don't necessarily see it that way. I mean, yeah, you got Fields. Yeah, you got more. Herbert, he hasn't shown me much to think that he's going to be a difference maker at the running back position. Claypool, I, I, I'm, I'm. You say he's a wide receiver three. That that's putting it gently, if you ask me. Mooney, I might need to give Mooney a little bit more time because from what i've seen from him he's not bad but you know again the bears were not great last season so it was kind of um you say it's shit signal from the (laughs) um but then we also talk about Komet, who is a good tight end but he's not you know that's what i'm saying like they probably need Another one there. And on top of that, even with those... I, 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 I definitely that. Say what? I don't think they need another one. Komet's young, Komet's young too. They have a yeah. lot of young talent on that team. They just have a young team. Like, that's all Yeah, but what they, they, what they need, don't have is an offensive they line. They need, like, vet, vet O-line. That's what I'm saying. They need vet O-line. Like, that's kind of what a bounce they ass out, the Bears. If they start getting, like, veteran O-linemen, that'll bounce they ass out. Yeah. They need – that's – yeah, veteran you'll O-linemen. you maybe... stability and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, nah, they're, like, they're say top if they five. Get, say if they get – no, say if they hire Jeff Saturday as, like, they fucking uh, assistant OC, O-line coach. O-line coach. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I'm saying he's an assistant OC, but he's an O-line coach. And we're just handing Jeff Saturday jobs now, aren't we? No, um, the reason why I'm saying he was a fucking um, a O-lineman, he was a, a big part. Uh, like, wasn't he one of the fucking top guys in the NFL PA? Oh, he like, was. Like, he was the, a, a head guy and then just an interim head coach. So, he you, was I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he was the top center in his day. Arguably one of the best centers of all time. Um, top three for sure. 
Um, I mean, that's where I think he should have started to begin with. I don't think being an interim head coach was where he should have started. I think he should have started probably as an O-line coach or something like that. But, you know, interim head coaching job. Well, I mean, I hear you. Colts I are desperate. You, but... I kind of get it. But. I mean, I feel you where he should have started, but that's the way he started. So the yeah. fact that he started there and then they played well, they progressed. Like, that's really that's really the best thing that you can really say. They progressed with yeah. Jeff Saturday. Well, that's the only positive you really got to really go on. They had a losing record with him. Did they really progress? Game number they got four in the draft. Did they really progress? I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Colts like, holy shit, man! They they got no quarterback, which is probably going to be their target this year. They. The offensive line was was good up until um up until basically they all got hurt. Jonathan Taylor got hurt at one point and then just kind of wasn't the same when he came back. Michael Pittman Jr. was really the highlight of that entire offense. Um, so then being at the number four spot, I to be honest, I think they put in Jeff Saturday to kind of tank as much as they possibly could to get within the top five if they but could. Jeff That's what I kind of lose every game. They didn't lose every game. It's, you, you're making it. You're the way you're shaping they, it. Like they, they lost they every won, game. They, they won one out. game on Saturday. Is the one or was it one or and two? One game. Again. With Jeff Saturday, they're supposed to get blown out. He's not a head coach. He's never been a head coach in the NFL level or collegiate level, right? With right. that, he's supposed to get blown out by 50 points every game he coached. Yeah, but you got to realize he's not the only one coaching. Instead of having a fighting chance in every game. If you, you, if you, you don't, didn't, you don't think he was delegating the jobs partner. and stuff like that to others? You don't think he was relying mostly on the OC and the DC? To make the calls? Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Well, but that that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't act like, oh, yeah, they so, weren't getting blown out because Jeff Saturday was doing such a good job. Right. Like, no, no. I, that's all on the they OC had, and DC. They had a whole different coach, and them boys play like dog shit every fucking week. They got <laughs> blown out. They got Jonathan Taylor hurt, like he said. Matt Ryan looked up fucking bismal. They did a whole bunch of shit. And if, I don't remember how many games they won, but I know they didn't lose every fucking game. Not and every game, but they're top, they five, fought, they're top they five fought. in the draft, so damn near. Again, that was because of the first set of series of games. Like, how many games did Jeff wreck? Like, we kind of, I mean, Jeff uh, coach, we, we kind of need to came, know that. He came in with, I want to say, six games left in the season. It was six games left. Six games left in the season, I believe. Is six or seven? Yeah, I think it was right, six. Official. Yeah, six, seven, six. Either one. Because we had talked about it going, oh, you know, what if he ends up winning out and everything? Maybe it's yeah. I'm sure it was six. Um. Because we had looked at it, he won his first game, and that's when we had talked about it going, 
oh, hey, you know, what if just Saturday, you know, basically proves all the doubters wrong and everything else like that. Then we went down the list of the teams that he had left to play, and we realized there was no damn way that that was going to happen. You won two games out of that entire span, and that was it. That's what I'm saying. Now they're the number four pick in the draft. Look at somebody like Anthony Richardson, which, by the way, Anthony Richardson went from everyone thinking he was going to be a second or third round pick to now all of a sudden he's being looked at as a top five pick. Why? Because his combine was absolutely uh, ridiculous. Um, talking about a 6'4 guy running a sub 4'4, vertical jump out the building, and that was, he's about 220 pounds, like big dude. Can throw the shit out of the ball, you know, but that just goes to show you how much a combine will help sway well, the yeah, opinion of a lot of these coaches. People get lost on people's athleticism. That's kind of what yes, happens. They do. See and him play a, a, lot of people, a lot of people got drafted off athleticism, ain't do a goddamn thing, but I like, John I, Ross. I don't know. yeah, I mean, it's a lot of different people. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I still disagree with the whole Jeff Saturday thing. Um, but I don't know. But this athleticism with the quarterback, it is what it is. Like Zach I mean, got put number two pick overall, and now look how everybody look at Zach right now. So he had to fuck somebody, mama, and tell about, it, like, say about it before he gets some fucking buzz. So you know what I mean? Like, pretty much players are doing it. So. <laughs> It's just pretty much that's what I'm saying. Like when, when somebody, you know, even, the reason why he got put up. So, it, well, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like com, combine numbers are really iffy to me, um, because it's not game time situations. It's very hard to gauge how. Like, if you really want to know what somebody does during the game, if you really want to know what you're probably going to get in the draft. It's probably a whole lot better to look at the tape than it is the intangibles. Because let's be real, there's so many players who have the same fucking intangibles. Same size, same speed, same, you know, bench press, whatever the fuck it is you want to call it. It, it. They're all freak of nature athletes. That's just plain and simple what it is. So to actually sit there and think, hey, you know, this guy's going to be great in the NFL just because, you know, his combine was good. Like, no, that, that shit doesn't happen. You know, it, it, it that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm looking at all these coaches and they drool over the intangibles and get bit in the ass for it. You know, Corey, who's waiting in the, in the, the, the thing, right? He even said like, he got, and you just said it right now, he got drafted number two overall because of one good throw, and he, he bucked his mom's friends. That's that, that's really what it came down to. Um, what's that popping up? Oh, oh. comments? What? I don't know what the hell's going on here. Oh, no, my bad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just look at the, I look at the combine. I mean, it's not necessarily a waste of time because you want to know how, you know, certain intangibles, like it, it's not a bad thing to know, but it shouldn't be the sole reason why you draft somebody high in the draft. You know, uh, Anthony Richardson, he definitely, you know, shot up his draft stock. But now, with that, you need to be able to prove what you can do on the field. And from what I saw him doing at Florida. But that's not fair, though, because he has a dependent position. So that's why I'm saying it's like his ability is his ability. they just saying if you put his ability in in a situation with, other top talent versus having mid to tier mid tier talent. Like Florida ain't what Florida used to be. You know what no. I mean? And they ain't got no Tonys running around there right now. So like that's pretty yeah. much kind of what they got going on. So it's I like mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I hope the kid, you know, does well. I just you know, I, again, I'm not I, to go from being a possible second to third round selection to all of a sudden a top five just based on your combine, that's a dangerous, dangerous game that you're playing when you're a coach. You know, so, I mean, if, if they're going to draft, hey, cool, draft him and hope to God that he does well. But we've seen over and over and over and over again, combine doesn't necessarily determine how well you're going to do in the draft. I mean, shit, look at Tom Brady's combine. That was one of the worst QB combines ever. Now we're talking about as the greatest ever. You know, so it's like, it, it, it combines is combines is cool. You get to see the tangibles. You get to see the athletic ability, but it's not game time situation. It's not tape. It's not, you know, all of that other kind of stuff. So, again, it is what it is, but. People are going to do, people, coaches are going to do what they're going to do. And sometimes it's to the, the detriment of their, uh, to their team. <laughs> um, but hey, it is what it is. Before we talk to our good friend, Corey Hammond, let's get this ad from our friends over at Raves. What's up, Jaffo Army? JP here, the All Pro bringing you a message from our proud partners over at Raise Energy. Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help us put your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular, the best rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most of the competitors just downright to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers with a performance enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories, which includes targeted focus, enhanced recovery time, as glycogen becomes depleted, improve clean energy levels, boost in stamina and in hydration. Most importantly, each can of Rays has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, zero carbohydrates, 
to give you a smarter and healthier option. You should not have to drink or settle for any other energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the smart choice with the number one fan-voted energy drink on the planet with Ray's Energy Drink. Use the promo code ALPHARAYS at checkout to get 15% off of your order. Demand more. Join the Ray's Rebellion. Let them know the Jaffo sent you. I just had a little bit of raise today, and that was a damn good. Uh, I, I'm not shitting you about the play, flavor profile. That stuff is good. Ladies and gentlemen, from the A7FL, our college football correspondent and big-time friend of the show, Jaffo family member forever, ladies and gentlemen, from the Snow Tribe. You already Snow University. Corey Hammond. Well, thanks for having me back, guys. There you go. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's the we last. Got, we got more sound I'll bites hear. and stuff like that. We're we're trying. To oh yeah, flood flood me with them. Flood me with them. I mean, <laughs> I, I put I put our own show off the rails. Uh, Emo. He's got it. We've got a bunch. We've got a bunch listen, of new listen, ones. And, and, and if you go into the if you go into the Bernie Mac, then I'll just be I'll just be quiet. Just <laughs> nice. Um, Corey. What about if I say this, Baker Mayfield? He's got it. You reference shit. Nah, you know? don't play that shit. Bait, bait, bait. Put fifty <laughs> up on their ass on Christmas. They put fifth on their ass on Christmas. Make you rest in shit. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it's the it it's the Panthers, right? It's the Panthers that have potentially made the move to to number one, right? Is that an official deal or that or is we still... absolutely one hundred percent official? DJ Moore, the ninth overall pick, the sixty first overall pick, a first rounder next year, and a second rounder in twenty twenty five, all going to the Bears. For the number one pick of Carolina. So what happened, in my opinion, there is that one franchise looked at their quarterback and said the best way to develop a quarterback is to give him as much to work with, uh, as good of a, a structure to build as possible. Yep. You know, Justin Fields, we could say all we want about him, but he has shown that he can do some things. And if you continue to build on those things, right? You yep. might have something there. Look at what the friggin' Giants just did. They said, "Well, we uh, we'll build on this, right?" Yep. So then let's go to the the flip side of that. So what the Panthers are saying is, is we're running through all of these high draft pick guys like it's friggin' water down here. Um, Sam Darnold, mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. nothing's working out. We have zero idea why the quarterbacks that we're bringing in with all the talent in the world, according to their combines, right? According right. to their draft position, right? Why can't we get this done? Baker Mayfield obviously showed after he left. And you don't have to do the may he rest, you know, every single time. We, we already know. Oh, but when, I, but when, when we went to the – when he read to the Rams, I mean – you know, the one thing that you say is is that with that little amount of time to get prepared in the offense, you know, basically what you saw is that when it came down to him just making the, the throw that he needed to to win the game, even though he wasn't, like, successful the entire time, made the throw, 
had a had a coach known for making quarterbacks look pretty good and didn't look bad. So I think the conversation about the the draft, the combine, and specifically the quarterbacks, because I think you know the other positions, you know, are... Whoop. froze up there, Corey. Uh-huh. Hey, don't pull a John Harbaugh, Josh. Don't pull a John Harbaugh right now, Josh. What, what do you mean? Oh, there he is. Do okay, now you're back. John hey, back. Pull Corey's plug while he's telling you some good shit. Is he back? No, he's back. He's so back. he's good. Right. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what happened. If that's my fault or not, but it, what I was saying is, is that the quarterback position is is not just dependent on the talent, like we were talking about with Richardson. Mm. The quarterback is always dependent on the structure of the organization, the the low panic level of management, Mm. and the ingenuity of an offensive coach to cater an offense that can get a young guy early successes without exposing the things that he obviously needs to get better at, especially when you're going to put a guy in early. So, you know, not really getting back into, and I just really wanted to talk about this because I actually had a conversation about young quarterbacks recently, um, and it didn't go go too well, and it was uh, with a family member, but I'm not going to get into that too specifically. Um, it w- will end up with like a, like a Dr. Phil type episode. But um, – no bullshit. One of the worst fights between my brother and I. My brother's 16 months younger than me. He actually used to work for uh, ESPN Radio. So okay. he has some sports takes too. Um, his take was that Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. And I don't know where you would think. Thank you. I don't know where you would think you would side on that. But um, Corey, think- you know damn well where we're going to side on that. <laughs> Come on. Where where would you side on that? Because I would side a hundred percent Peyton Manning. Okay, so um I, I guess you know oh, th- th- this term this term that they talk talk about the youngsters is this gaslighting thing. And that was one of those situations am am I actually crazy to fight this hard that obviously Peyton Manning is a better quarterback? Like he was going into the talent level and the skill set and all that, whatever. So let's get back to the, the thing. One of my questions was, is let's let's talk about relatively young, but obviously guys who we know where their careers are, quarterbacks. Mm. Who's probably the best quarterback of all time we've ever seen? Not not based on the, the Tom Brady thing. Like obviously, he has the most wins. Who's right. the most talented quarterback and the best quarterback that you've ever seen? You could well, say it. Recency bias is fine. Go ahead. I mean, Patrick. My Patrick. It's Patrick. it's Patrick Mahomes, right? It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, okay. it, it's hard. Okay. But yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, because we know we know the Patrick Mahomes story at this point. Mm-hmm. Coming out of college, Patrick Mahomes had a live arm. Yep. Not a lot of college success, but all the all the tangible things at a combine that you would check off. He had the dad that was a professional athlete, so he knew the work ethic or whatever the hell that means, right? Mm-hmm. But he still wasn't going to be the top guy that picked that year or the second guy picked that year. You know, he got, he, you know, t- Chiefs traded up into like the 10-ish to get him. Right. But did he, what, what, how did his career arc go? Uh, he was a, he was a, he was a game one starter. No. Would I, would I be right in saying that? No, he was not a game one starter. Right. Um, Who was his, who was his offensive coach? You know, it, it wasn't anybody that big of a deal, right? 
Oh, uh, it's funny how you say big. The Walrus, Mr. Andy Reid. It was probably the greatest offensive coach in the history of the NFL at this point, now that he's won the two Super Bowls and has the, all the accolades of all the things that he's done. He got Kevin Kolb paid $100 million. You could win as many Super Bowls that you want and list them, Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. But could Bill Belichick... Could Bill Belichick get Kevin Cobb paid $60 million? I don't think so because I look at Belichick more of a defensive mind than I do so, an offensive mind. So, no, I, I don't think. So Patrick, Mahomes, so, Patrick Mahomes is one of these guys that you look at and you say, wow, when he's doing the thing in the shorts. Mm-hmm. But he got drafted to an organization – that wasn't going to panic, that didn't have some stressful-ass media climbing up dudes' asses after one bad game, had a career professional in front of him in Alex Smith who had gone through the hype, had gone through the ups and downs, basically at that point knew that it was a a job. You showed up. You did your job. And because you're getting paid three to six to 90 times more than every other guy on that roster – you better be there fucking first. You better be there last. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. No time for a cough button there. Mid-take, <laughs> mid-hot take. You know. So we look at Patrick Mahomes' career. Mm. And you go from the, the tape to the combine. You see who he is. Are any of us that year in that draft class talking about Patrick Mahomes is going to be a Hall of Fame best quarterback of all time? No. No. I, I wasn't going to say that, but being a, a Texas fan, dealing with him in the Big 12 at Texas Tech, I knew the intangibles and stuff like that that he had. Now, was I thinking, oh, shit, you know, I mean, but that guy? As, as great really, as he looked right? at times, as great as he looked at times, the yeah. the, the Cliff Kingsbury, if we, oh, shit, who's, who's that guy? Oh, yeah, he got an NFL coaching job because of this shit. They were they were closer to 500 than undefeated every single year. Right. We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about a Bryce Young level like star in college that's winning every game and making big plays in the, in the big moments kind of thing. We're talking about a guy that could throw a ball 87 yards. We're talking about a guy on a back foot that could make an elite throw. We're talking about a highlight film. Yeah. So when you take the highlight film, and you put it in the structure of the same coach that got Donovan McNabb to basically be one of the top 20 quarterbacks of all time, throwing, I would say, a fifth of his balls at worms. Donovan McNabb was famous for just chucking it right into the dirt five yards in front of his receiver. That guy made four NFC championships in a row and a Super Bowl. Yep. And say what you want about the Eagles losing that Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb was throwing up in the fourth quarter. That's the guy that Andy Reid got to one of the top 20 quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. So let's let's juxtapose, to use one of those great words that I like to use just because it makes you sound smart, but it's just like it's just a <laughs> fucking ridiculous-ass word, but I know Is how to use it. That's your word of the day today. <laughs> <laughs> my word of my word of the day is endeavor, and we could talk about that when we talk about the uh-huh. A7FL. But let's let's contrast, let's juxtapose that with another guy that we talked about. And I have currently and and made it very clear, even on this show, but more in my personal life, that fuck the New York Jets, right? Fuck so let's losers. let's 
let's go back. Let's go back in the day, the day, right? Mm-hmm. To a situation where the first quarterback in the draft dropped far as hell and Geno Smith ended up with the Jets and he was a second rounder. Right. So say what you want. Geno Smith is in the Jets organization. How did he do with that organization when he was given the job? I don't know. He got punched in the face. He got punched in the face <laughs> by a seventh round draft pick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> threw for 26 touchdowns or 28 or whatever his his career high that year. And then Geno <laughs> Smith goes off into the ether and nobody gives a shit about him until he learns how to play the position. He has a structure around him. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Russell Wilson started talking about God and fucking weird shit. And the same skill set, the same talent level, the same whatever bullshit, let's be honest, that came with Geno Smith was coached or structured or management or humbled out of him to now this guy just got paid $100 million himself. Did he not? Yep. Yeah, he did. Contract and section and everything with uh, with Seattle. And and to be honest, the, the season that he had, I, it's deserving. He did, he did, good, he he did, did well. good enough to be above the Mendoza line at the NFL quarterback position. And if, if Daniel Jones is getting fucking whatever, 40, whatever million, then Geno Smith can get like 27 to 32. Yeah. And then it's not as guaranteed. So they're going to draft CJ Stroud or whatever the hell they're going to do, whatever. That would be cool. And then CJ Stroud could do the, the, the Patrick Mahomes thing. And then boom, there you go. Well, would but, you, would you go in? Would you even decide to draft? I mean, you just extended no, I, him for, for four years. Personally, my whole my whole point in this whole conversation is that whoever we say are the guys at the top of the quarterback thing, uh-huh. let's even let's even talk about the the Kentucky kid, Will Levis, who when you put him in, oh my god, look at this TikTok video, he's throwing the football to people that catch it. Okay, what what NFL level quarterback cannot throw a tight spiral? To the deep out, the post, the mid, the wheel. All of these guys can do the physical things that you need them to do. Now, some of them can do some of those special things in in, in shorts and a t-shirt that you'll never see except for what these combines. But how many times a game does a quarterback need to do that? And if you're capable of doing that, how many times a game are you going to do that into double or triple coverage? So for me... I think that Anthony Richardson should go be going back to learning how to study an offense, to go back to learning how to read an SEC defense, to go back and do more than put those electric, awesome highlight plays. Now, the, the, let's be honest. This is bias coming from a guy who cannot do any of those things. Fair, right? <laughs> this is coming from a guy that's that's 40-time with the high ankle sprain from the Vegas trip, which we'll talk about in the ASAT NFL. I don't know if, I don't know if the rest of the – A7FL should be listening to this. So if you play for the U, you are allowed to leave right now. (laughs) We just did the Ray's energy drink. We're going to do other ones. We'll call you back in for the rest (laughs) of the commercials. But I would probably run a 5-4 right right this second. Okay. So, and yo, trust me, when Jay, if you got in front of an NFL combine, if you ran a 5-4, you should be happy. I did. Five four is pretty fast for for an average adult. Five four is pretty fast. We we don't we we don't we take for granted how 
freaking fast these fair. dudes are. Yeah. But for me, what the combine should do, it should help clarify a picture that you should have pretty clear by this point. Because what we've seen in the history of the NFL draft is two things. That the combine is overrated and that film is underrated. Yeah. And all yeah. of the hypotheticals happen when coaches say, well, if I got that kid in my program, well, you're probably going to get fired. Based on the statistics, you're probably going to get fired in the next five years anyway. So it really has nothing to do with you unless you're one of those special guys. And C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young is probably the most intangibly gifted, the most like fundamentally sound and and has the winner thing and all that kind of stuff and fought through adversity, played injured, always said the right thing. He's yeah. he was brought he was brought up by Nick Saban who doesn't have a long track record with quarterbacks, but for the things that I heard Nick Saban say about Bryce Young, like, you know, that's the kind of high character kid that I think can be a professional. But if any of these teams go to any of the teams that are like the Jets, maybe Carolina being one of them, they just got rid of Baker Mayfield. May he rest your shit. <laughs> and Sam Darnold, who are both guys that at combines were doing things, or Baker Mayfield, who was, who was proven successful even in the NFL. May he rest your shit. Maybe even more successful than Deshaun Watson was for the Browns. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. Look at the film. Deshaun Watson looks special as a Texan. You know, something might have got tugged out of his game after all that, and maybe he's not as good anymore, but maybe it's, you know, because you need a good structure and you need to have a good – what was that too much? You did not just <laughs> – did not just talk about That's attempted murder. <laughs> so my point in the combine, and I'll just leave it at this, is that <laughs> – as much as much excitement and 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 just pure awesomeness that we get from the combine when we see the athleticism of all of these guys, mm-hmm. it it just goes to show you the proof. The proof is is that fifty percent of these guys that are obviously more talented than, than than any human should ever have been in the history of our our existence, right? Yeah, they're gonna get put into an organization. That makes them look like shitty football players. And who's that on? Is it the elite level athlete or the systems of all of these teams that constantly fucking suck year in and year out? Because it's not the pro- the product that's being put into the factory. The factory is has been malfunctioning for fucking decades. And I think what the Bears just did is realize that all the quarterbacks that have come through Chicago, mm-hmm. they're of the 60 that have started, I think I'm not exaggerating by more than 10. Of the 60 that have started for those Chicago Bears, 10 of those guys had a lot of talent mm-hmm. that was wasted by an organization that sucked. I play with them. Period. Cannot win with them. Cannot yep. coach with them. Can't do it. Yep. And if you're a coach and that's what you're saying about your players now, I get the whole the, – my, what Mike Singletary said – turned Vernon Davis actually into a, a, a good character football player that you want in your locker room. So that actually worked. Yeah. But in general, that that coach isn't talking about his, a, a guy walking off the field because he's throwing a temper tantrum. That guy's making an excuse because he just lost his seventh game in, in, in 10, and it's because he can't fucking put a plan together for grown <laughs> men to work together and get better. Dumbass! Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things that you know, and and I had said it before. I I've never understood why, you know, like you said, the combine is so overrated when it comes to evaluating talent. Because you know, like I said, it, it yeah, it, it's a good thing to know, but it shouldn't be the sole reason why you draft somebody. Did we learn anything new about Richardson? We already other, knew that he was other, an elite level athlete or, yeah. that could jump and spin and stay on his feet and still throw a touchdown. Yeah. Did no, we, we, did, we already knew that about him, but that's but that's where I'm saying, like so so the, we, the reason that at least, at least us who were paying attention knew about him because like I said, the coaches, you know, they before the combine even started, they had Anthony Richardson as like I, I believe a, a second to third round QB. Based on his film, combine all of a sudden now he's in the based on his film. And I would ask you if you're reasonable, would you rather base a guy's potential future on the decisions he's made or the drills that he just did in front of you in shorts? Oh, by 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 far the decisions. Now, look, if if it's like an offensive lineman and you're going on his his athleticism as an offensive lineman, okay. That the 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 decision making at the quarterback position is so important to what the outcome of every single play is, including run plays in which the quarterback is usually responsible for assigning where the offensive line is at least moving the blocks towards, right. or getting out of a bad a bad front because they just can't block it. I don't know. Yeah. I would be uh, I would be talking about decision making and not, you know. The, the 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 83 yard throw that he did or whatever it was <laughs> to a guy that was uncovered with no rush in his face with exactly. I mean there's a lot of pressure on that guy making that throw and I'm not trying to denigrate the the kid doing the thing that he's asked to do because let's be honest there's a lot of eyes on him so there's pressure more pressure than you know us you know no offense but no more pressure than us just talking here <laughs> but but what my my issue is is that the system in which we have developed this is is now part of the news cycle to be part of the entertainment value for the fan, which I get. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the general managers and the decision makers for these teams should be stupid enough to fall for the same shit that, you know, random ass dude watching a guy running around on a TV in shorts on Indianapolis that he never heard of before. Yeah. Never watched a game, even though it was in the SEC. And he says, "That's going to be the next greatest quarterback of all time." And that's and that's what they said about Jamarcus Russell. I think. Oh, you geez, yeah. No, I remember that. I, I remember that one. Conundrum, though, Corey. <laughs> when you said that they're falling for the same tricks as random ass guys, because most of these guys are random ass guys in those positions. So. And none of them, and none. <laughs> I was about to say something to get me a lot of trouble. And they all look alike. And they're all from the same friggin' stupid country club. And they all keep hiring each other. And none of them probably ever got sacked before in their lives. Yeah. Well, well the other sack probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, uh, on the three on, on the three on one this this week, tell me if this sounds like a normal sentence to you, normal gentleman, not trying to always catch me in, in a in a word problem. 
we had a we had a all time defensive lineman on uh, Big Mo Ramadan because he retired. So we were bringing him on. He's you know he he loves talking. Um, he even talks more than me. So you can imagine how that show went. It's probably he, about a four-hour episode. He's thing. a he's a well, we we cut him off. Um, <laughs> he's a D lineman, and and he and Rob have had battles in the past, so they had a battle on the three-on-one verbally. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but I said this: I go down because we were talking about me getting sacked. Mm. I go down. I get sacked all the time, but I always get back up. Huh? Is there a pause there? I mean, it, I, I I guess you could. If you're looking for it, right? I mean, so that I, I wouldn't wait. Who paused you on that? I mean, oh, it, it broke. Because I, I said I go down a lot. Yeah. So it broke the podcast uh, for a couple. Yeah. Of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That if you go, but to I my, got four, like, I got four kids. My wife, my wife on the Valentine's Day episode signed off saying before I said, I'll try. Matt goes, and don't be an asshole. And then my wife goes, are we going to make this baby or what? And then I looked in the camera and I said, I'll try. Right. So it was perfect. So I, 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 I don't, I guess I'm not, I don't got my radar up for pauses all the time, but I, I do, I do go down all the time. I do go down all the time. I get sad, but, but isn't it, isn't it a pause? If you immediately assume that when somebody says that it's, it's like, you know, that orientation, you could say that and it not be a pause anyway. Uh, yeah. So how how up to date are you guys on some of the goings on in the number one and longest running spring football uh, in the United States and the universe and the entire galaxy? Uh, I'm, actually, I'm galaxy. So, universe. I'm so excited for it. I was looking at the uh, basically the week one on both uh, the northeast side and in the Nevada side. And so, so let me ask this because you guys are really close to the Western Division. How how up to date are you on the on the uh, the happenings in the old uh, Vegas Division? Because we the the fall uh, kind of coincided with the end of the NFL playoffs, and uh, you know the 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 Vegas fall was actually televised on 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 Cox five point two cable um, in Vegas. So it it started pick the A seven L season started picking up steam and it and it, it came in. Um, you know, it, it came in with a really good showing from the Vegas guys. Have you guys seen any of those games or were aware of any I've of that? Seen, going on? I've seen clips and highlights. Yeah. And from what I've seen, listen, they were going up against NFL playoffs and shit. So it's like, uh, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I don't know that, if that's the exact Sundays that they would do it, but. Um, I, be very I, honest, in, yes. And I thought, and because I listened to you guys on the three on one. And I was listening to these clips and everything else like that and, and, and watching and seeing it. And it looks like Nevada, the A7FL Nevada, it's for being relatively new. It It's looking pretty good yeah. as a whole. It's looking pretty good. They had the um, fall season, right? And and in the fall, the 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 Western champs, the the Vegas Force, they they d- decided to like abdicate the fall, but but a lot of their players played. And with that mix of all those guys in there, it was a really competitive fall. A lot of great games. Uh, Rob, myself, and uh, Matt were calling all those games. And the the championship game was in Anderson Automotive Arena which is in Bullhead, Arizona. It's this beautiful stadium. I actually, guys, I went out there, and I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail in a second because I was going to see if you, you knew the whole, uh, the whole deal. 
But for the championship game, the the, the pit bosses won mm-hmm. 43 over the Kryptonite 40. There was five three-on-one returns for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. One of them one of them went back to back. The one team did the three-on-one scored, the other team answered. The, the stadium was rocket. I was there calling it. The stadium, I was the only one there calling it. I'll explain why in a second. The stadium was there rocking. These guys, the level of play from the first time these teams played jumped up tenfold. Yeah. And for all of the flack that as as an East Coast we give those guys out there because they're newer, they came to play at least in that championship game now. Uh, since that those two rosters all split up, and now they couldn't. There's su- there's such divas in the the Vegas division that that the pit bosses that just won the championship couldn't last two weeks without completely splitting up the Beatles. <laughs> and now the whole division's shaken up. But uh, March is looking really interesting for not only the East, which has obviously been the the bell cow division yeah. what 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 other guys actually have actually called not just us from new jersey the sec of our league yeah. uh, these these other these other divisions are coming up with some 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 big time performances on tv yeah. and personally i saw that live i think i think they're ready to go but um that's just kind of a one of those things but but what let, let me let me let me just stop talking for a second and then i'll let you guys kind of lead because I, I i could literally just just spill all this shit out but uh you know oh by all means um since, well but, but since it's been at, like six hours of three-on-one conversation so i i got plenty prepared but go ahead i, I looked at the schedule and i noticed immediately um you <laughs> they're just throwing you to the fire quick um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> week one the you right have you heard? Have you heard about the big? For those of you guys who don't know, Patterson U was in the championship game against the BIC last year. Yep. Um, and narrowly, like it was a hell of a game, probably one of the better, uh, yeah, that... championship games that you know I've seen in, in any league or whatever. Very entertaining. Um, Corey, how one? What's your preparation been like? And how much shit have you been talking to the U? So let me ask you this before I get into it, just for the news purposes. Have you heard the big news out of Patterson about said U, said Patterson U roster? What happened? So you guys might be familiar with some of the big time. Yeah. 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 Yo. I was going to do like one of those op- – I, I, I was going to do a bit. I, I, I saved your, your whole audience from something that was probably going to be shit. So you guys probably know – at Country K, you know some of the, some of the guys uh, too. I know that when we've talked, because of, your, uh, because of your affinity to that team, you know, it's almost like uh, you got it, root for the U, right? Um, but you guys aware of some of the big-time names on that roster of the U? Yeah. So who did they lose? Well, I was gonna say, who, yeah, who did they just lose? Who who's that who's probably the biggest name on that roster and probably the the well who's the biggest name on that roster? Oh, it's uh QB. Um Quatrell Huff, the QB. There we go, Huff. Yeah. Quatrell Huff will now be a Silk City animal. 
in the oh, 2023 shit. season. So Ooh. I I have always said that, and and it's based on you know. It, it, it's it's when you do something unequivocal, it's like, who's the best quarterback of all time? Tom Brady's got the most rings, whatever. We we live in this society. That's not my specific take. You know, if I if I told you who the best quarterback in the history of the NFL was, I'd probably just say Dan Marino just to say, fuck you, A, and B, he was my favorite player as a kid. But Quattro Huffin is likely the A7FLs because there there is a history of what, what we call town beef before that, so I exclude that. But to make it simple, he's the A7FL's the greatest quarterback of all time in our league's history. He switched teams basically for uh, – and and there's a whole episode on the three-on-one, which is Huff's decision, and it's like the decision 2.0, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he goes into detail, but he's basically going to a team that last year, zero wins. I had a perfect quarterback rating against this team. I was six for six. 253 touchdowns. So Jesus. Yes. Yes. I will always give you Corey Hammond stats. You already should know. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's gone. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not gonna go into the game where I played the renegades and I was under 50% passing and, and had one interception, zero touchdowns, but I still did. So Corey Hammond's <laughs> gonna Corey Hammond even when he doesn't intend to, I guess. But but Quattro Huffin has moved teams from the U. To the Silk City Animals. Have you guys heard of the old situation with B more? No. What happened? So you guys, you guys as A7FL fans are are relatively familiar with the Baltimore rare breed, the kind of like teal and purple team. Yes, yes. And the Baltimore Gators. Yes. Due to circumstances, which I will not go into very specifically, but basically a whole lot of fucking bullshit. And a lot of sheep following snakes. Uh oh. The, the Baltimore teams tried to pull like a power move, like a uh, you know, uh, like a players' union type move, to stand in solidarity. Get this. Pause for a second. We we talked about the Vegas division, right? Right. Right. And the 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 interesting way our league is structured is certain divisions have, uh you know, uh, designated division owners, which are the the main drivers of, you know, all the day-to-day, whether it's, you know, marketing or whatever. And those guys benefit from that, but they obviously are, are, are <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's also what we would call a liability in business, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of asset loss that goes into the acquisition of a professional division. So, so the Vegas division is doing all of these things. Is their their fall, which is a preseason, is mm-hmm. on local television. Um, they paid your boy to come out, and I can go into that story if you guys ask me later. Um, so, so he's investing in in the division. He's investing in the league, but specifically his guys. The Baltimore division got an investor for the DC division. And because the guys that ran Baltimore, long story short, were kind of getting phased out, there was this false narrative that the guy coming in, which was going to actually put money in, was going to cause harm when the guys who were actually causing the issue, the guys that were literally not putting money in, but taking money away from the players, kind of got the players to say, we're not going to play as you. We fold. The Baltimore Gators and the rare breed are not going to be playing in the A7FL spring for 2023. And the nice. A7FL said, uh, okay, anyway, 
So business went as usual. And at the end of the day, these guys were were thinking that they were fighting for their right to have a, a field in their um, in their city. If you Google, and I will not go into any more specifics than this, if you Google our league and type in, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. I'm not going to uh, put my job in jeopardy. But if you Google our league and you go f- far enough, you'll find something about the Maryland Fields, which is an issue. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so the guys were were thinking that they were not going to get fields in Baltimore, and that's what this D.C. guy was coming in, this big, bad D.C. guy. He's buying the division. He's going to change the team names. Nope, lie. Um, they were working to get a Baltimore uh, field. They were working to make it so that all these teams kept all of the rights and all of their 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 – you know, licenses and all this kind of things. Um, And because we were getting lied to, guys were saying, nope, screw that guy. Now that guy was like, all right, well, um, cool. So DC Buzz stayed in. The Gators, rare breed, gone. Now, long story short, the guys who were trying to pull that shit didn't work. Nobody cared. And now the season started. So if you guys remember the quarterback for the rare breed, there's a guy named uh, Rokeem Cheney, OG Buck. He will be suiting up at quarterback for the Patterson U next year. Oh. And a quarterback from the Gators that didn't play last year because of injury. They call him Ace Boogie. His name is John Gauze Jr., the best quarterback to ever play in the Maryland division. And, and a 2018 champ, the only championship ever won in Baltimore. He was the quarterback for the Gators. He is going to now play for what I call the extinct crocodile species instead of rare breed and gators. It's the extinct crocodile species. But they're actually called they're actually called the Watchmen. So all this shift in the A7FL is going on. So it's the Baltimore Watchmen. And now what we found out is that those two teams didn't need to combine. But now that they did, there's a super team down in Baltimore. And oh, uh, and Matt Matt Ryan, who is is the head of programming for A7FL, is control mm-hmm. of the schedule. He had been hinting at a rough schedule for me um, from uh, as early as December, and I'm like, stop! Like, come on. <laughs> so I thought y'all were friends. He's just. <laughs> I mean, He's... he has a job to do, just like I do. So I'm not going to get in his way. So to be clear, what I've been doing uh, since uh, approximately, I would say, August, because in July for that uh, championship game, I was 240 and uh, I'm six foot. So 240 is not bad, but, you know, not where you really want to be. Um, so now I'm down to 195. So oh, that's shit. what I've been. So that's what I've been. Well, see, uh, you, you see. You know. All right. Okay. So. I got. I, I've been doing my uh, regimen of uh, three sets of sixty push-ups a day because I got fucking you know so many fucking kids. I can't go to the gym. One of my kids, my fourteen-year-old, who's a two-time state champ, and is uh, working out, working out, and sitting in the varsity quarterback meetings in high school, and he's in eighth grade. So you already nice. know, um, you know, Woodbridge nice. High School freshman next year, um, class of fucking probably what twenty twenty the fuck. 2028, 2029. Oh my fucking god, 2029. Jesus Christ. 
That sounds like a fucking future movie, right? Jesus. Um, so he goes to the gym fucking every other day, basically, this fucking guy. Um, and I have to drive him there and I will, I will watch him go into the fucking gym like, man, I'm I'm in the professional fucking football league. I'm the one. That's doing it. <laughs> but then I look in the back seat at the car seat and I'm like, well, who the fuck would be with you, though? And then my, my two year old looks at me like, I don't know. And he says shit a lot. And my wife's upset about that. Um, I don't know where he picked that up. <laughs> oh, I have no idea, Corey. I, I would. But you, so you so I to? so I've been working. I've been working hard in week one because as 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 great as the the quarterback for the U Quattro Huffin has always been, the one thing that he didn't ever do was play defense. So it's basically the same guys coming back there. And then although with the quarterback leaving the U, that makes them a little bit more vulnerable. Um, you know, anybody in my position would be an idiot not to be taking in this this game really seriously and working really hard. So. Um, you know, Chanel Tribe's doing their thing. Uh, I actually had some uh, some live action uh, in the off season to get myself prepared. Which oh, uh, there you go. So, um, you know, I'll let you guys ask me about that. Uh, that uh, comp, how did that go? Corey? Comp trip. Well, hold on. Let's let's talk about the more important thing, which is the <laughs> uh, league as a whole. So, lots of movement. Lots of adjustment, lots of uh, lots of openings, but the the main thing is is that the champs BIC, they, uh, you guys remember in the championship game, we uh, Rob was talking about Verardi, right? Yep, right. Um, he apparently has three brothers, and all three of them are now on BIC as oh, well. Shit. So, um, the the joke that I made is that the the Gronk the Gronkowski's had four guys in the NFL and only one was a Hall of Famer so maybe the the ratio stands, um, but from what I've heard is that uh, Verardi's like one of I think he's either the youngest or the middle, so there's some older brothers that are maybe looking to prove like all right buddy, so uh, that's either a really bad or a really okay thing. Um, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I was say, I was like, I, I want to say really bad. to come out there. Yeah, that might be really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the goal against BIC was always to throw the ball on time, get the ball out quickly. I don't think there was, uh, you know, the, the thing is about our league, though, and I, and I say this, uh, you know, with all seriousness, is it's it's seven guys on a field at a time. Now the depth is obviously a huge thing, and when you have the high level guy and you can rotate, especially that at that defensive line. Whoop! Pass. Oh, there we go. Now we can hear you. When passing's uh, really the most important. We good? We good? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Um, so, you know, you got a rotation at D-line. Uh, it's going to be tough against guys like me, but you can only put seven out there at a time. So as long as your seven are still winning the one-on-one -on -one matchups against their seven or the one-on-one -on -one matchup that matters most in the play, you know, you do got a chance. And uh, although – you know, the U, their scheme is hard to deal with, especially with quick rushes. It, you know, it re reduces the amount of time you have for a play to develop. Um, they do take away a lot of what you're trying to do on an offense to set up bigger plays. Because mm -hmm. if, if the, if the, if the, if the, you know, the setup plays aren't working for anything, you know, they're not going to have to either assign more guys to it or, or bite on it. So that play action, you know, maybe over the, over the top or, or down the middle um, is going to work. But, you know we're uh, we're we're trying to put some things together and and at least for me, you know the Snow Tribe season isn't going to be defined 
um, by week one. I think it's going to be defined, uh, you know, one play at a time every single week, but it's going to be defined but the, by the sum of all of those plays, you know, put together over the season. If we can, you know, get on tra- a trajectory where we're winning games, we're putting things in, in the right, the, the right, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of getting things in the right track and, and getting onto that upward trajectory, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, that's the goal of a season. And, and, and this isn't college football, you know, there is a playoff system that is pretty inclusive. So as long as we make uh, the playoffs, you know, it, it's it's a lot more like it's my it's a structure a lot more like the NFL. If you're playing your best football at the right time, it's better than being undefeated. So the fact that teams are undefeated it means that they're also playing their best football. But um, you know, looking at week one, like I said, uh, thanks Matt Ryan. <laughs> so you got a you got a tough schedule ahead of you because again that that division in the East is, I mean it it you know. Not to put a pun on OG Buck, but it's the OGs essentially of the A7FL, and all the notable names in the A7FL are in that division. So, week one, you got the BIC and the Renegades on live on A7FL TV. Then you got Patterson U versus the Snow Tribe, also on A7FL TV. And then you have, to me, this was new because I don't remember seeing this team name before the Omegas. That's the Boston team. Ah. So the Boston team is also an interesting thing, and I don't want to go too inside, but the Boston registration and the Boston division is relatively new, so they're still trying to get everything together. They and the the other expansion team, the Jay Rollas, are going to have to figure out whatever um, they need to figure out. So um, that, uh, you know, I'm crossing my fingers that I get to play the expansion team because that's going to be – you know, one of those rare little landing spots for that uh, that same little stat line I was talking about. What happened to the animals uh, last last year? You, you always you always want one of those games. You always want one of those games. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're already looking past them. No, I'm saying I hope that they can field the team. So it's not a it's, so it's not a, an actual forfeit or they they reschedule and they're saying you know well, what about the U again? It's like yeah, thanks. It's like thanks putting Corey through. Uh, you know what? You're gonna play the BIC twice. Well, we play we play the the animals with the the used quarterback twice. So that should be interesting um, because what happens with when you get a guy like that, it does attract other guys. It it, mm-hmm. it, it, it galvanizes the team. And you know what happens to some of these teams in the A7FL is when they start to go on a slide and they look like one of the worst teams. Guys aren't about that life, and they want to have an excuse for oh, it wasn't my fault. So the, the actual attendance of games for, you know, the 40-man roster, you don't have as many guys. Right. So with a guy like Huff at the helm, you know, the animals are going to come, you know, prepared to to be a tough team to beat. And and after BIC, I mean, the U is obviously up there. Um, and then the Watchmen, I think that that Baltimore super team is obviously up there. On, on it, We're talking about the East Coast and, and, mm-hmm. the, and the kind of the mid-Atlantic division. Um, that's kind of like that SEC we talked about. But, uh, you know, the, the other three teams from that division are, are going to be really tight because you have the Boston uh, Omegas, the Snow Tribe, the Renegades, the Animals, and the D.C. Buzz. And of those five teams, three are going to make the playoffs uh, for kind of like the play-in bracket where mm-hmm. they would be playing whatever the third seed is for the, the chance to make that, that four-team um, New Jersey bracket. 
but there's also there's also the team from uh the or or uh Tampa Bay, excuse me, the Nightcrawlers. Mm-hmm. Now they had they lost that crazy game to the Rare Breed last year. Right. They're bringing in even more guys from Mark Bagway, their quarterbacks, their flag team. Now Mark Bagway, the quarterback down there is is the number one nationally ranked flag quarterback in whatever, you know, seven, eight, nine man flag, all these flags. Um it's all stupid. I hate flag, whatever. Um <laughs> I, I, I always tell the story. I was in a flag championship and I threw the touchdown pass as the as on the last play of the game and then they, and because somebody touched my hip while I was releasing the ball, like it was like it was like a bang bang thing, but they had it on film. They took away a touchdown. It's like that guy wasn't gonna take me down. I fuck anyway. <laughs> like fuck a flag, he's gotta take me down, damn it. Yeah, they took away they took away my touchdowns. And then, and then we got the A seven FL Nevada. Which is Weird. crazy. So the fall was interesting. Like I said, the the champs, the force, mm. and in play. So a lot of their guys, uh, both the offensive player of the year and the MVP of the division, were on different teams. Uh, now there's still there's still conjecture about where RTC, which is public transportation out there. So he's a running back, and it, uh, so it's a bus, right? So it's Anthony Wilkerson, RTC. Um, he's the best running back out there. He might be the best overall player. Um, there's, they don't know if he's going to go back to the force, which is his team from the spring last year, mm-hmm. stay on the kryptonite, which is the team that he, uh, um, went to the fall championship with in the fall, <clears throat> or if he's going to join Trey Robinson, who is the championship quarterback from the fall, who won the championship with a 400 plus. Yes, follow me. With so a four hundred, with a four hundred plus total yard performance in the championship, was the MVP of the oh. championship game. Jesus. Yeah, two twenty in the air, one ninety on the ground, balling. So he yeah. leaves. He leaves the pit bosses because <laughs> you oh. know when a championship leave, and he's joining the Insomniacs, who in a full spring and a full fall have zero wins. And there's a lot of guys apparently making that move. Uh, rest in peace to the former coach, uh, Donnie Bunak, who passed away, was the original coach. He had all these plans. He, he brought in guys from different divisions, and he was doing all these things, and, and unfortunately passed away too early. Um, you know, they're going to dedicate this season to him. And Trey Robinson, MVP of the fall championship quarterback, switches teams. I guess everybody's doing it. They're, they're copying me. <laughs> I was doing it so awesomely, they just were like, fuck it. Um, let's switch teams like Corey does everywhere. But it, the, the problem is, is, I, is the, I get phased out. Anyway, um, the Hawks don't exist anymore, my former team. And it's because they started a running back over me instead of me. And nobody wanted to go to their team because they were like, you guys are stupid. Yep. And don't now, they, now they don't exist. Him. Yeah, now they don't exist. Well, I mean, that's what's happened to a lot of teams. When BIC got rid of me. The next year was their worst record in seven years. Losers, in other words. <laughs> and then I went to a team called Spanktown, and they blamed me for their three and four season. The only season in this league that I missed the playoffs. And the next year, they, lo- they won playoffs. only one game. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Then I went to the playoffs? Renegades, right? Renegades before I showed up, they had never won a game. 
They had never won a game. I, in my only year as a starter for them, my, you know, 2020, there was that tournament I played for them, whatever. But I, in my first year, they went from zero wins to four in a seven-game season. That's not bad. We made the playoffs, won a playoff game. So then here comes my question. And then I uh, was 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 uh, unseated unceremoniously by the leading wide receiver on that team, actually, um, who then uh, get replaced by skill positions. That's just what it is. Uh, but the, but the book on me is that I can't run. But that team, when went when I left, they went from zero wins. I was the first quarterback to ever win a game for them, and the only team that they beat last year was the Animals, and the Animals were over. And the so quarterback here, so that they replaced question, me with, losers? last thing, quarterback they replaced me with, Josh Country K. Now a wide receiver for the Animals. So, oh, don't be like that. If I had a rock, I'll bust your head, bitch. Exactly. So, and then the Hawks, and then the Hawks uh, started a running back over me, and they'd no longer exist. So, I don't know. I, I Listen, it's, it, so then it my, might be my me. My question becomes, if, if you have this track record of doing well for these teams, and then unceremoniously getting replace the next year what are you doing Corey? exactly i've been uh well i, I mean i i the I, person I, I, you're talking shit to that's causing this to happen what what, what? well let's put What's it this going way. on here i've been in this position for the past four seasons i believe in my opinion now i will take responsibility for the fact that teams aren't so in love with me that they want to keep me around but I am older, and even at 32, I was kind of older, right, compared to, you know, these young kids coming in. I'm here, so I won't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I never shy away from speaking, though, so that one doesn't apply to me, Marshawn. That's my guy, though. <laughs> but um, if you're playing Madden and you're just regular-ass dude playing Madden, I'm going to give you a scenario because I know what way you're going to go every time. You can get the free agent quarterback that's an 80 overall that you know has got the the awareness. He's got the, you know, 89, 91 throwing power. He's got the accuracy. 54 speed. Or you could go with the rookie. Now, his awareness is 50. His overall might be 76 at the quarterback position, but he's got 87 speed. And 95 throwing power. Now his accuracy is like 63, but whatever, whatever. You know, who cares? Most people draft the rookie because in Madden, a fake video game, you can get that awareness up from 54. It's my quarterback. <laughs> Shoutouts. Now, that meme is will forever be famous because when I would talk shit, Back in my days when I played for the team that I played for the longest stretch for five years, the Warriors, um, my receiver was Keith Morrison. Now, he's still the single-season record holder for most completions in a season. The problem was is that in that same season, he's had zero touchdown catches. Now, I threw 15 touchdowns, but he was the he was the guy that in, in, when I was getting rushed, I would throw the ball on him to a slant or a quick out or whatever. 
and he would catch it and he would make, you know, but he never had that, that deep one. He wasn't the deep guy. Um, so the next season after he set the record, uh, the, the first game, he had three touchdown catches, but that's <laughs> the, that's that, that's my quarterback. That would be to this day, <laughs> to this day, when I post something, talking shit about somebody else that comes up on our, uh, New Jersey Facebook page. But now that I'm so, uh, now that I'm so uh, vocal and out in front in the league, I don't do it as Facebook anymore. I just do it on the podcasts. <laughs> hey, you got to so do it somewhere. No responses. Well, you know, I, I'm, apparently I moved the needle. I, I'm, apparently. I don't know. Good enough. Appreciate yeah. Appreciate your guys' TikTok thing. Now, I don't do TikTok, but I saw it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, man, we're, I, you guys, we're, we're getting you guys excited are, for it. <laughs> yeah, I, me too, man. I, I've been I've been working hard for this offseason. Like I said, I've you know I lost all this stupid weight. Um, oh, yeah. You know, my old ass body doesn't want to cooperate. But uh, <laughs> don't don't tell you. But you see how you see how far I can extend this thumb. You see how I'm trying to get it to like do this. Yeah, I can't. Well, it, it's in, it's in perfect form to hold the ball. So you're good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so you know this tendon right here that connects here. Yeah. So like, it uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh snapped up in there. And, it doesn't uh, work. It doesn't look like it works. But uh, <laughs> you are you already know that Corey Ammond doesn't miss a game. So you already know University. Yeah, sure. Um, so we got. In yeah, the but the thing in is, the, is, like the thing is, is like I don't even do the painkillers like Brett Favre. Maybe I should start. I don't know. Maybe I. Anyway, I also don't embezzle, you know, government money. So that, maybe I should start doing that too. <laughs> Um, the ASL I also don't send pictures to team workers and things like that. But maybe. I was muted the whole fucking time. I said you can do the whole ayahuasca thing, like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> long hair, you got the long hair already. Look, I, I, that's the thing too. I've been growing this. I've been growing yeah. this the whole time too. So it's like a whole, it's like a whole thing. It's like a whole makeover. Give me a um, whole ponytail yeah. now. Tell you, it's I almost, want- it's all ponytail now. I don't want to get back into a jet conversation, but let me just say that I I've never been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. There's just something about the way he treats his teammates when his team is like losing or or not performing. Yep. I don't know. He's he's one of the worst human beings I think to ever win a Super Bowl. They are who we opinion. thought they were. I, I mean, don't know. The Jets yeah, will probably get him, and it'll be it'll be the best thing that'll ever happen to him. They'll get two well, years. The, the GM, of mediocre the GM quarterback of the Packers already said that he's not coming back. Well, that, that he's not going to be a Packer next year. So, I mean, listen, the Jets should you know the Jets should do that that this for their organization. They get a guy for two years. It's going to play the most mediocre football that he's ever played in his career. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. You keep accidentally flipping the switch. I think. Are uh, am I who I thought I was now? Or yeah, yep, we're good. Uh, okay, so so yeah, <laughs> so so the Jets are gonna so the Jets are gonna get that quarterback for two years. He's gonna play the most mediocre quarterback play that he's played in his entire career. They're gonna pay him sixty million dollars a year for it. Um. They're going to fire Robert Sala because if you can't win with Aaron Rodgers and uh, they're likely going to fire the GM that's built up a pretty good roster, that a roster that was good enough to win games with friggin' what Mike White. Yeah, that's like that's like a generic name that like a computer makes up for like a, 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 a quarterback in a movie. 
<laughs> on, on the opposing team in week three. Not even the championship team. That's just the uh, – and Mike White for the downtown Texas assholes. Oh, and he's sacked by the main character. And it's – like that's – Mike White was the guy who won. Yep. Robert Sal's fired. GM's gone. And, uh, you know, you know, the Jets are going to be really excited when they bring in the new GM that you've never heard of. They're going to have a press conference. He's going to smile. They're going to bring a coach that right now uh, – it's not going to be Eric Bieniemy because the poor guy had to play, be offensive coordinator for the, for the freaking commanders before he got a head coaching job. And then just guess what? That's not going to go well. Mm-mm. I'm, no, I, I'm like I'm like all antsy I, I and grumpy because the, the season's coming up, man. I, I'm even more of an asshole than normal, so <laughs> I know I say I know I know I normally say I'll try, but I don't even know if I try anymore. Fuck it. At this at this I'm point, keep your words out. It's fine. Go full force, <laughs> full force, fall into <laughs> assholeness, fall into that abyss. Right, and diamond might come out. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You might, you might get a diamond ring, a championship diamond ring at the end of that that, that abyss. Paul. See, that I've that... been controlling what I can control, and now if I start looking at some I some rings this know. year, but uh, I will say this, Country K, if you uh, you uh, not too busy on some Sundays, <laughs> I could use a six seven monster. So. Six ten. Six ten? Yeah. Six ten. I'm tall. Get over it. Well, I've been over it for a while and I've been <laughs> under <laughs> you, you 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 busy, bro? You uh March twenty sixth, hey, you busy? You flying them out there? No, I'm not busy at all. <laughs> I mean shit. Uh there was hey, a post by one of the guys, good. one of the guys who because we've talked about it multiple times. Who runs the snow trap? Hey, maybe I can get you in touch with Dion and we can get a little situation. But uh, might make an NFL practice team. Working out too, so I, I'm my my speed is back. So yeah, that uh, that's there. Don't don't tell any of the fans at home. Six ten. Who runs a four five, Corey? No, no. My my official speed was four six eight. Sorry. Might as well, yo. Six ten, four six eight. That uh, might as well be four five. <laughs> I was trying to talk. I'll to you, fucking, okay. I'll, yo, bro, I'll fucking put you a wide, just straight up wide receiver. Fucking go, <laughs> let's go. Look, hey, look, I still fall under the same uh, church of slow feet don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that is yeah. Part of my religion. I have to make mm-hmm. sure my feet are fucking fast so I can play. Yeah, anything. yeah, seriously, I, man, you said you've been working out. You're doing better than probably sixty percent of our league. Now the guys that work out are probably some of the elite athletes that you've never heard of, which is which is fair. But uh, no, nah, seriously, I, I've also I've also told the guys out there because there is the California division. There's going to be the Reno division. I don't know how you guys get in, but you guys, sh- I w- I want to see you guys in in fucking uniform. All oh, that'd be athletes. great. The I get myself the, back. There. I was like, I don't know the what San the Francisco Rays. Back to my original position at DN, but hey. Or, or like Matt, or like Matt Ryan likes. He likes the Stockton slaps. Yeah, we got to get. We we're. I mean, we're trying to bring a t- uh, a division here to Northern California. I don't know how the hell we're gonna do it, but we want to make it happen. That's, we we want we want to make Matt Stockton, Ryan's dream the, the Stockton. Stockton slaps come true. Yeah, Stockton. <laughs> when when I hear when I hear Stockton, I think of those shorts 
but those shorts are coming back, so you could just be the, the Stockton Hoochie Daddies. Let's go. <laughs> straight, just straight short-ass shorts running in there. Bones I'm going to be all the way out of school. Driving through Stockton, nothing screams Hoochie Daddy at that city. I promise you that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Nothing screams Hoochie Daddy there. Stockton stuff seems more fucking fitting. I'm going to be honest with you. You are more liable to get slapped before you see some Hoochie Daddy shorts. <laughs> listen, listen. There's a lot of people that invest a lot of money and lose it, right? If right. you did the Stockton stonks, we could post that shit to Wall Street Bets right now and some idiot that just lost a million will put another 50000 and say, fuck it, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's just do it. <laughs> what? Let's roll the dice. Fuck it, let's go. Let's do it. Somebody's still got to have some of that GameStop money left. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? You guys have watched the, the Eat the Rich Netflix special. Uh, oh, the one with the game, the whole thing that happened with the yeah, the, the, re- the Reddit, the Reddit subreddit, Wall Street bets. I joined it because everybody was making fucking money off of GameStop, and I was like, yeah, Diamond Hands, yeah, Maverick knows. You, Maverick, you post this to Wall Street bets and see how fucking fast the Stockton stonks exist. Now you might have a bunch of just hedge fund guys that suck at football on the roster, but just give them their pop Warner ten plays. Fuck it. <laughs> maybe eight maybe eight i don't know <laughs> maybe give them the one play and then they'll give them the one play and then they'll be like yeah you guys got this you guys get this let's go i'll kick cheer off. from the sideline kick off we put them on kick off no, that's, that's no no that's the most dangerous what, you, are they going to be the one on the three on one they definitely Probably. be the one on <laughs> that'll be their one, one play and then they'll be like you guys it's all yours. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta make, you gotta prop them up like the star of the show. Like you gotta bring us in. You set the tempo. It is your show, buddy. Yeah, but they're all. Here. But on that, they're all about. They're all about <laughs> the Wall Street merch. Would would yeah exactly. And, mm-hmm. and it would be the it would be the guy's logo on the thing. I don't even know if that's branded or not. I don't even know how Reddit works. If they they even get money from that thing, maybe the whole sub could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God. They lose what? They lose fucking at, at this point a, a collective six hundred million dollars on Tesla at this point. Jeez. Fuck it. They got they got another fifty thousand. One of them or or the rest of them fucking put it together one one dollar at a time. And they're all about loss porn. So if you guys went on a losing streak, they'd be posting the losing streak and be like, oh, <laughs> buy low. Look, I, I diamond hand. I can't do it right because the thumbs fucked up. <laughs> I, I, that's the throwing thumb, by the way. That's the most important one. So let's 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 force that guy ready. Let, the diamond hands. Let's go. <laughs> I'm holding. Look, you hold that line. It means a whole other different thing. Matt, who who's who's this? Who's this Maverick? Who's this person? He is our new off-screen producer. So now I don't have to be doing all the camera work and the sound. Like we got we got somebody to to help us out with that. Yes. All right, so he's also he's also obviously he put the diamond hands up. He knows what it is. Yep. <laughs> yep. He, he definitely he, knows. He's highly he he's high yes, that's a highly regarded man right there. He's well regarded. <laughs> oh, I can't hear man. him. Muted. You're muted, Maverick. You're muted. What's up, man? I'm still muted. 
Okay. You're doing the thing. You're doing the thing that I did. It's 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 an homage. Yeah, no, yes, you're doing that thing too. But you're also you're also muting yourself off of mute. It's an homage to the Corey Hammond experience. He's like, I'm gonna get off before he starts going in. I to this day, I to this day still say to people like, like I'll be like, yeah, one of the best compliments I ever got was, you know, this uh, this podcast I do. The guy said I looked like Jason from Power Rangers. And and if I heard that as a kid, I would have been the fucking happiest kid of all time. Like that was my idol. Who was cooler than Jason until they fucking brought in Tommy? Yeah, man, I was OG. I I was man. fighting Tommy. I was like, yo, fuck out of here, Tommy. And, 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 and I love Tommy. Tommy. Was uh, your rest ass. in peace. May, yeah, rest may, in peace. Jason Day. <laughs> rest in peace. I, I will say I w- I have been on Wall Street bets before. I know all about that. The the diamond hands. Hold, hold, H- hold you apes. The whole thing. They they. And 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 the hold joke is it's H O D L because they they gamble millions of dollars on stocks, but they can't fucking spell. Anyway. This is what we do. We bring people together. Yep, he's muted again. I don't know what what you did this time, but it was a good point too. You saw his that the the, the, yeah. the the furrow of his brow was like hot, to, like this is important to hear, and we're all like, "But we can't, sir. <laughs> we cannot hear you. Still no. can't. Still not. No more porn, sir. <laughs> no more porn, sir. <laughs> it might be just the mic. I don't know." In it's, the ve- in, yeah, is there? Ah, in in the Vegas fall, there was this character, this, this, this character, this player. His name was Lathaniel Webster. Lathaniel? Yeah, Lathaniel. Like so, with an L? Yeah. Oh no, no, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Nath- Webster. Oh, okay. No, no, no. What? Lathaniel? What the? I don't know. Whatever. But when when he would ca- he was a wide receiver. When he would catch a pass, we would do because his name was so we would do the English accent. Oh, it's Webster over the top. A top boy with over the y'all top. Brought, y'all brought the Formula One announced team with you guys. <laughs> no, nah, we were just we were just off the rails and and car crashing and <laughs> the the Vegas uh, the Vegas people loved us so uh, whatever. Hey, <laughs> uh, the before we get to the A7FL Nevada week one, they got the Hunters versus the Gold, the Insomniacs versus Sick With It, which is pretty sick with it. I can't lie. Uh, yeah, sick With It is a brand new organization, but they have been together and and they're either the t- second ranked or third ranked Vegas uh, flag team. Ah, um, okay. so they're they they actually are entering in as a full squad, they're getting a couple of the 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 pit boss fall champs um switching over um they're an interesting team to watch out for and it's going to be interesting to see if they're you know because i make this distinguish because uh, there's guys that play flag that are a7 guys mm. and then there's flag guys that when they play set a7 that they're exposed so we're going to see how that uh <laughs> checks out um, i was going to say i'm like it's a little bit of a different game um the we'll thing see. is, is that guys like Ashanti Worthy for BIC, he he came from the flag world first, and if you can't touch him, it doesn't fucking matter if yeah, it's it contact matter. or not. So now he he has a balance, and he he breaks tackles all the time. So he's he's a football player. Let's not. He's one of those good exceptions. 
Yeah, Shanti Worthy was getting looks and workouts for XFL and USFL for a reason. So those are tackle leagues, if I'm not mistaken. And like I said, I, you know, the rest of spring football is absolute fucking trash. But anyway, there you go. I mean, says says the says the 36 year old quarterback that has a zero chance, absolutely zero chance to ever get a tryout, even if I win the championship this year. But you never, sh- you never we need, know. We need to, we need never to get, get in touch with uh, with Mr. Uh, Johnson over there in the XFL. See see what we can do. See what we can do. Uh, we got the four. You mean you mean Mr. Mi- you mean Mr. The Rock? Mr. The, yes, the Brahma Bull According himself. according to sources, Uh-oh. there may be uh, a a spring league like ours, and by like ours, I mean exactly like ours because it is ours, on a certain person's radar that may or may not be the person that you just mentioned. Now, radar means a lot of different things. It could mean he's just aware of it and maybe sees it as a competitor. Maybe he's going to fucking try to tank us. But sources in the know know things, and they tell me things, which means that I don't know things, but I know people that know things. (laughs) I hope if he's going to do anything with your league, it would be invest in it. Uh, well, well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll invite him onto the snow tribe. We could use a big body. I don't know how, how effective his body is after all those action movies and all those wrestling things. Um, I know it looks good on camera, but I guarantee he gets a little bit of that uh, that Black Adam, you know, sensibility <laughs> in his head. He could go out there and fuck somebody up still, probably. So, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, you always have a place either by my side or on defense because I play offense, so you wouldn't be by my side. <laughs> He's a D-end at the U, so I think he might he might stick with that. Um, no, 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 way, no, 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 no. Don't go good. No, no, no. Remember what happened at the U. It didn't go well there. Go to the yeah. Snow Tribe. You already snow. Uh, <laughs> um, bro, you can't invite me onto your show and then recruit a player of the Rock's caliber to the team I play week one? How disrespectful. That's even worse than Matt no, 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 Ryan. No, 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 no. I said he plays no, for the U, like Miami, the University of Miami. That. Country K was like, yeah, go to the U. Those, those uniforms <laughs> are fire. He's like, fuck it, go. <laughs> hey, look, I've just, just been loosely recruited myself to the Snow Tribe, so I personally <laughs> already know the University. We're, we're going to have Corey Hammond, Country K, and The Rock all on the Snow Tribe. Yo, we went in a chip. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, uh, we got the the force versus the pit bosses. That'll be brought, Sean, Ace brought on to you by TV. brought to you by Ray's Energy. Oh, zero calories, zero sugar, oh. and all oh. the right extra plays when you're fucking thirty six, old and tired. Ray's Energy, the only thing that gets me through a fucking game. <laughs> what the thick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, I love you, man. They, they, they yo, they gotta they gotta send me at least one can now. After I if I can't get any around here, after I'll drink it until I get the next can. I'll just leave the empty can just in my house and be like, we'll 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 hook you up. We'll we'll keep that one in mind and we'll talk more about that off air. That's a good. One. I also, I'm really angling for copper fit because these old joints need some shit too. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the Kryptonite versus the over the top. 
So that's a rematch um, of the playoffs, and we'll see we'll see how many of the kryptonite from the fall that made the championship. And we're probably the best team throughout the regular season of the fall, but in the championship fell that 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 little bit short in a great game against pit bosses. Um, we'll see how many guys they return. That's what that's the team that at their running back was the MVP, that guy RTC in the fall. So if he stays with them, they come in uh, a favorite. If not, their quarterback, Darnell Richardson. I named him Lex Luthor, is probably the best quarterback in the division. So is he, is he bald? Nah, he's uh that would have been even better. <laughs> no, but listen, listen, the the Vegas page, they did it, they did a meme where they put him, they put his face, balled it out the top, and put him in the green armor. It was it was a thing of beauty. It was fucking actually scary. <laughs> it looked like it you might want to like, take that look up, actually. I mean, hey. Hey, uh, look at my head of hair. I'm not advocating for shaving anybody's head ever <laughs> because at, uh, at whatever age you have hair, grow it. And once it starts to just fall out, then you got to take you got to You got to come home. You got to take it home. But uh, you got to take you know. the razor to it when it starts to fall out. It's just <clears throat> <it is>. Le- <clears throat> LeBron. <clears throat> <laughs> KD. <laughs> KD's is worse. It's like just brush it. If you just brushed it, it would look it would look a little bit better than taco meat. Like I've seen dudes' chests look less like taco meat than his fucking head. I don't know if that was the right pause. Like I don't know if that was the right place to have a sentence break. I'm just saying. Like I, I don't I don't know if that was the right place to help you out. To understand how your phrasing is in the right direction? Listen, if you have the drop from Archer phrasing, then use that all day on me because apparently I have an issue and uh, I enjoy the Archer uh, phrasing. Uh, I I enjoy that drop. So uh, Maverick's going to pull that one up. So if you want to do a pause, you just pull pull the Archer on me and then then I'll I'll file that one under uh, unable to say on there. I mean, now that it's we got to get that as a sound effect. Now. Listen, listen, that one is literally one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's golden. Um, phrasing like that, like that, that guy's voice. He does Bob's Burgers too, and I hate that show, but the, the voiceover is perfect. That guy's voice is just the perfect for uh, a, a, a I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I when I first yeah. saw Archer, and then I saw the guy who voiced Archer. I was like, never knew it was going to no. be that guy. Yeah. No, well, you're so you're so convinced that's who Sterling Archer is, and they always talk about how Sterling Archer is this like really good looking uh, like super, secret agent guy, and then you look at the guy and you're like, um, phrasing <laughs> like, no, that's not that's not him. It's a little creepier when he. But you know what's it crazy? Now. You know what's crazy though? You know what's crazy? Like is the woman the 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 one that that has his baby? The woman secret agent. Kind of looks like the woman who Lana, her. Yeah. 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 She looks anyway. almost exactly like her. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you can't, you can't draw that guy. Yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about, but let me just finish with this with you guys. So in the off season, I, I'm calling all these Vegas games and I'm just itching to play football. So on the call with the uh, division manager, uh, Chris Vera, and I was just calling because I talked so much shit that I was actually just introducing myself for the first time, like not in person, but like, you know, live, like on the phone. So like, Hey, I know I talk shit, but you know, it's just all good. If you ever have an issue with me, I, I try to be a man about it. If you ever right. have a direct issue with me, just feel free. You can call me. If I 
literally say that you're the biggest bitch in the fucking world because you constantly talk about flag football and this is the a7fl get off your podcast talking about flag Uh, (laughs) you can call me directly and say that you have an issue with that but i'll just say to you on the phone as you call me then stop talking about fucking pussy ass flag on our a7fl podcasts Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear more of Corey's banter and all of the um, hilariousness that comes out of his mouth, as well being with Matt Ryan and Big Rob Fabian, go check them out on the three-on-one podcast for the A7FL. The season for the A7FL begins on March 26th, and you can see it on demand on the Stadium Channel. Corey, that might great. there might be some news there. Now I can't break anything, and I don't know anything. I'm pretty sure Stadium is ready to carry us, um, but there is movement in uh, those upper floors of the A7FL uh, um, headquarters, and uh, those suits are uh, getting their work done in the off season so that they can uh, enjoy in the regular season. So. Um, yeah. Let me just say this: the Vegas, the Corey goes to Vegas story. I think if if you if we get another chance to get on uh, before the start of the season, I'd, I'd love to tell you that story. Oh, it for starts, sure. It starts with what you just did, but let's be honest: I could talk for another hour, and everybody has shit to do. So let's just tease it there. It started with that conversation with the manager, and then you won't even believe what happened next. Catch us <laughs> next time here on All Pro Jaffo Z. It's like Dragon Ball Z when you're watching as a kid and they're about to fight and you're like, next time on All Pro Jaffos. Ah, Corey, you're the best. We appreciate you, my friend. And everybody from the Jaffa Army, give it up once again. For the quarterback for the Snow Tribe, one of the voices of the A7FL, and all-around hilarious human being. Corey, don't be an asshole, my friend. You have a I'll good try. one. I'll try. <laughs> I will try. I can't I can't I can't say how well I'll try, but basically when it comes down to all this shit, I just have one thing to say and it's Yep, yeah. <laughs> Fall into the abyss. Fall all the way into the asshole in this court. <laughs> Fall in. Oh, man. Hard. Again, everyone who has been watching and stuff like that, who has has seen Corey uh, with us um, on plenty of other episodes and stuff, especially throughout the the college football season, you guys know we can talk with him forever. We can we can literally do a whole episode just talking with him. Um, but there's other shit that we need to talk about. <laughs> so um, appreciate him for coming on. We do. I definitely want to get him on. Uh, was that funny yeah yeah it was funny Corey. if you're still watching um (laughs) always great to have him on i do want to have him on again before the season starts if it's at all possible want to get some more stories out of him because you know he's an abundance of stories um appreciate him for for coming on and uh once again uh the a7fl season starts march 26th do not miss it it is like Corey said the longest running spring football league in the entire country and it's one of the more entertaining ones um at that so go check that out uh a7fl tv on their youtube channel and then um on demand on the stadium channel uh appreciate Corey for coming on now before we get into this next 
bit. Kate has a message from our friends at Pop. All right, you got to give me a little bit more warning so I can have a picture at least ready. Because I am. Hi, everybody. I'm Country K, and I'm talking about Popple. So we're going to bring it in like this. I'm going to fill in a little space because I have to find the ad to read it. Because right now, this is what we call a filler. Because back before Popple, <clears throat> the most acceptable way to exchange information professionally was handing paper business cards. You know, those, that and typing in numbers manual into a phone were just like so obsolete, you know what I'm saying? Especially the way technology has progressed. So, you know, the curious entrepreneurs at Popple, God dang, I got tired of the curious entrepreneurs at Popple saw an opportunity and they expanded on it. So they saw that in the future, you know what I mean? That they can doggone connect people with they all in one platform very seamlessly, you know what I'm saying? And have those connections, you know, those those interpreneur uh interpersonal relationships, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those online connections, you know, way easier. So, you know, like, if you like me, bro, I take my business cards, and I, like I said before, I put them in my wallet. I, I forget about them. I pull them out later on. I don't know what got going on. And I've used Papa before, and it's pretty easy. They got different, different tools. You know, they got little keychains. They got the little phone tap joints. They got everything, a little keychain phone tap too. So, you know, make sure you, you know, when you go to popple.co, there you go. There's go there go example right there. We got our PVP tap card. You know what I mean? You can send in the Q code as well. QR code right there, people. There you go, QR. You know what I mean? That QR code. I always say Q code, but that QR code, make sure you scan that. And when you go there, when you go to checkout, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you doggone type in. PBP family, you know what I mean? To make sure you get 20% off because you, you got to get you some discounts. Everybody loves a discount. Everybody loves that. So make sure you check out Popple with a great technology. They can help you promote your business. They can help you expand your business. And hey, this is Jaffos. Just give you another great recommendation. And thank you for being our sponsor and being with us since day one. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. So, let's get a little NBA talking. And what made me want to actually talk about it is uh, I feel like the Sacramento Kings are not getting enough love. And given what has been going on in the NBA so far this season, I think it's one of the more remarkable uh, turnarounds um, in the NBA from damn near dead last last season with 16 years of a playoff drought. Um, it's pretty refreshing, actually, uh, to see currently Sacramento Kings are the second seed in the West, 39 and 26. They're only six and a half games back with about uh, nine games left. So 
probably now you got Denver up there in the number one seed. Um, so they're probably sitting pretty right there at the number two. They're number one in the NBA in points per game with 121.1. Third in the NBA in assists at 27.2. They're set they're seven and one uh since the all-star break. Um 32-25 before. The Aaron Fox has been playing out of his fucking mind. Um 25.5 points per game, 6.3 assists, 51% from the field. And DeMontis Sabonis, who I believe wholeheartedly is top five, if not top three. No, I'd say top five. I'll stick with top. It's top five best centers in the game. And with the 19 points per game, 12.3 rebounds per game, seven uh, seven assists a game, 61% from the field. He's got eight triple doubles this season. Uh, I I think the guy is extremely underrated. And and uh, honest, I will say this: you called it. You definitely called it. You called it. But I think it was what, early this year or last season. You definitely said the addition of Sabonis was like a big piece. You definitely called it. I agree that De'Aaron Fox is going fucking crazy. I seen the one play, I don't know if it was the other day or some shit like that, where he was he got the ball, he drove baseline, had a guard on him, and he banged that motherfucker and going crazy. I was like, yo, this man Fox is going insane, dog. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I seen the game, I seen the game in the old Kings Arena. I kind of want to see a game now before these tickets get a crazy price. Oh, yeah, and over there at the Golden One Center because that crowd is – I got to check him out. My boy Derek be going all the time. He live up there, way. He go all the time. He just went to the SAC Memphis game the other Ooh, day. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. You know, it was Sunday or something like that, but he just went. I was like, damn, you lucky motherfucker. <laughs> and I think – I mean – you know, we said DeMontis Afonis being a big piece that they added last season. It cannot be overstated how huge it was when they hired Mike Brown as their coach, who, in my opinion, unquestionable. I don't even think it's a it, it's it's I don't even think really it should be put to a vote. It should be handed to him. He should be coach of the year. And it's it, it's not even close. You took a team or you helped take a team who was, you know, second to last, if not dead last in the league, and you made them the number two seed in the Western Conference. Number one in points per game. You know, yeah, the defense could use a little work, you know, but but for the most part, Mike Brown has been such a breath of fresh air for that team. And they just got done beating the Knicks 122 to 117 last night. And Coach Brown was still pissed, you know, because, well, one, the offensive rebounds and stuff like that, Josh Hart was killing them on the glass um, last night, and that was something that Mike Brown definitely in his press conference, you know, come up and saying, if if we're going to expect to do anything in the playoffs, that type of shit just can't happen. Um and it's pretty crazy that you can actually say Kings are going to be in the playoffs 
without a hesitation of, oh, it's like, no, like they're making the playoffs. There is no doubt in anybody's mind, really. And and I don't think this is a fluke either. That's that's one of the things that I'm trying to, you know, because in my head, I was looking at it going, all right, you know, that it could just be, you know, the teams weren't ready for them or anything. But then when you actually look at the tape, you actually look at the games, this team is good. Yeah, y'all have a complete team, bro. Y'all have yeah. a complete – I have people off the bench that gives y'all energy, like Malik Monk. Man, was going fucking crazy the other night. Yep. You know what I mean? So you have – got 45 the other night. That's what I'm saying. The man in the first half, what he had, went 17, made 100% of his, 100% of his shots. <laughs> in the first half, the man went crazy. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I mean. Like, you have a lot of players that you you, you really – like at the right time, y'all put together the right pieces, and then you got Mike Brown, good coach, to put it all together. Yeah, I mean he had his journey to fucking improve his ability of being a coach, which amplified his full ability. Not he, you know what I'm saying? He, he capitalized on it because everybody they threw him away to a sack. Like all right, they got some, but it's like they ain't really got some like that. Like they got some, but I mean people, and I mean we heard we heard Mad Sticks, you know, before too. The Kings will still be the Kings type of thing, but I mean since then, I'm sure his tone would be different because you know this team is a team to watch out for. They're starting to talk about the Sacramento Kings now being contenders to get to the Western Conference Finals. You know, because offensively, this team is legit. Like, I, regardless of what any other talking head on the national media says, this team is fucking legit. They do not get the respect that they deserve. And for the Lakers to keep before that, oh, we want to play the Kings. No, you fucking don't. Because you're going to get an early exit. You know, we talked about it before. Like, even beforehand, before all of this started, kind of, you know, we talked, oh, they're going to make the playoffs or whatever. It was like, oh, who's the first team that they're going to play? Dallas. And they were like, oh, they're not going to be Dallas. But now I'm looking at it going, they've beaten Dallas multiple times this year. They've beaten Memphis. They've beaten pretty much every team that they can potentially face. Y'all beat two different Dallases, though. Well, two different Dallas. Before Kyrie and after Kyrie, they still beat them. Yeah, but that so here's the problem with that. The team didn't have time to gel. They're gelling right now. They're learning how they play. They they're amplifying their game. Luca's hurt though. That and and makes it even better. And I I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Luca probably was back the other night. Oh, I don't know. Last time I checked, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I might be completely wrong about that, but last time I checked, oh, no, he was hurt. I could be wrong. So don't 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 make it seem like you're wrong. I can definitely be wrong. So. But I look at it, I I look at it going like, I don't think at all that this is a team that we can just be like, oh, yeah, they made the playoffs, it's cool, they ended the 16-year drought or whatever, but now they're probably just a first. I don't think there's a, this is a a team that, this is a team that can possibly make a run. Now, I'm not going to say as far as going to the finals, that's still, you know, there's still a whole lot of obstacles and shit like that that they got to go through in order to um, get to that point. But they could make a run at the Western Conference Finals, at least. And to be completely honest, 
<laughs> this is gonna sound fucking crazy because again for the last 16 years the kings have been dog shit and that's just the truth yeah, my it is so crazy to say i don't think any of the teams in the western conference can handle them in a seven game series i just don't denver maybe I but like, i feel like y'all gonna fall around and be like the suns Y'all gonna go to the finals and then fuck around lose. I mean, if if they get to the Western Conference Finals and lose, that's still way you're still completely exceeding the expectations that people people had. Yeah, people the, the expectations before this season. Yeah, they had Mike Brown, you know Sabonis. You know they had good pieces. Keegan Murray, really good rookie that they that they have, and just. You know, with all these pieces, people were still, even people at the local media here in, in Sacramento, you know, they were trying not to get their hopes up. Just, oh, you know, we're going to have a better record than we had last year, but uh, this might be a play-in team. Nobody expected number two in the Western Conference. Nobody, not even the locals here before the season started, thought, fuck, number two seed we might have a chance to make the Western Conference Finals. People were still – the team, the way it is right now, people were looking at it as a play-in team. And they have exceeded all expectations. Every single expectation that anybody locally or national media had about them, they've exceeded it all. And, it, and I think it's because of the fact that they have been out of playoff contention and stuff for so long – that the national media still, they're almost a little reluctant to actually give the Kings their flowers for being a good basketball team. But just look at the tape. The team is is fucking good. Wait, like 10 times better than they ever were before. I honestly think this team is better than the Weber Bibby days. Slow down. Slow down. I low down. I know it sounds a little crazy. Slow down. These boys got to run playoff games. I, I understand that. Well, you saw. I, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, overall, from the starters to the bench to the coaching, this team is more well-rounded than Weber Bibby. Now. If you're if you're a local here in Sacramento and everything, and you're hearing that, you go, ah, that's too. I I get it. I understand where I would receive backlash for saying that statement. But you really got to look at what's going on. Nobody ever thought Sacramento would be in this spot. Nobody. With the team that they have right now, this is still a very young team that's still, in a way trying to gel with each other because it, it if you look at the king's record the 39 and 26 yeah they're number two in the western conference but if they were in the eastern conference they'd be five or six you still got like four or five teams in the eastern conference that way better records than what the kings have but it's i just think with De'Aaron fox demontis sabonis the the pieces of the three point ace and, and Kevin and Kevin Herter, um, 
Malik Monk, who him and De'Aaron Fox, you know, the teammates over in in Kentucky, um, you know, they've they've had that chemistry and stuff like that even before they got to this point, even before Malik Monk got onto the team. You know, Terrence Davis, Rashawn Holmes, uh, Miles Bridges has been doing well. You know, you've got all of these young hungry players with a coach that has been there before this is not like this is mike brown's first time ever making the playoffs and stuff no mike brown has won nba championship rings he has sorry i had to get the cat from the he's licking on something right wherever the spatula is on your left um, but, uh, it's just, it's a team that I think even now is being a little underestimated. Um, and I, I, the, the next games that they have, they've got Phoenix, they've got Milwaukee, which they're probably going to lose to Milwaukee. Let, let, let's just be completely honest here. Um, it's getting a little hot. Let's be. Meet Dick. Dick is a Sooners fan. Don't be a dick. All right. Um, you know, they've got Phoenix. They've got Milwaukee. They've got Chicago, Brooklyn, Washington, Utah, Boston, Phoenix, and Utah again for the last two games. And out of those nine games, they can walk out of that seven and two. Because I, I I don't know. I don't think they're going to beat Boston. I don't think they're going to be, beat Milwaukee. Phoenix still, you know, KD just got hurt in warm-ups a couple of days ago. Um, So he's he's done. So, and they've beaten Phoenix before. They can beat Phoenix. They can beat Chicago. They can definitely beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn they can definitely beat Washington and Utah. It's just Boston and Milwaukee that's going to be a problem. Now, if they can walk away from Milwaukee or Boston with a dub, this team is a hell of a lot better than even I'm giving them credit for right now. So, I mean, I'm just saying the the team is super underrated. They're not getting the love that they deserve. And I think teams should be very weary about this team. They should be scared to play this team. Don't be like the Lakers saying, oh, we want to play the Kings. First of all, LA, you motherfuckers need to make the goddamn playoffs first. You guys are, what are they? They're ninth right now. They're barely making the play-in. And they might not even make the play-in. Don't talk about playoffs. Yeah. You kidding me? I was say, so before they start calling out, before they start calling out the Kings, they need to make sure that they make it there themselves. And even then, they want no part of the Kings. Trust me. They want no part of the Kings. Kings, I think, in the Western Conference are probably the scariest team. Um, and and that's and I'm not sugarcoating it. They're the scariest team in the Western Conference right now. You know, so it, I'm gonna be it, honest with you. If LeBron with all that money end up getting some miraculous rich motherfucker surgery and and keeping it hiding, and then he come back right in time for the playoffs. I don't know if the Kings ready for LeBron. 
I'm be all the way. I mean, it. LeBron can score all the points he wants. He's not going to win nah, the game LeBron, by himself. LeBron's just not a scorer. That's what I'm saying. Like LeBron really is a pass first type person. He makes everyone around him better. I, I understand that, but I still don't think that they have the pieces to beat the Kings. I, I just don't. I, I, I again, this is fucking weird to say. It's even weird coming out of my mouth as I say it. But from what I see, again, LA wants no part of Sac. They don't. They're, they're not going to want that. They, they may get swept. They may get swept if that happens. Um, hey, Matt, right. can we get the, uh, can we get the uh, purge sound, please? Because this man just that's that's got a burn. Nope, not that one. Never mind. Never mind. Well, I mean, he was saying there we go. There we go. <laughs> All a sweep against the Lakers. Yep. Okay. You heard me say it first. People will even clip this part and show it out. I said it. If the Lakers end up playing the Kings in the playoffs, it's going to be a sweep. I said it. I will stand firmly behind it. Four games, bring out the motherfucking broom. It's going to happen. Um, This chest is fully extended. Yep. It's all out. Let's go. Let's go. It's happening. Um... Before we get done, we got to go through the XFL picks. The XFL has been extremely entertaining from start to finish so far. Um, it, it's it's been it's just been good, good fun football. It really has. Um, Saturday we've got the Houston Roughnecks, who I thought was pretty cool. Their entire history as a franchise in the XFL, they are undefeated. They the last time the XFL was here, the Roughnecks went five and zero. And so far, they are currently 3-0 right now, going against the Orlando Guardians, who are currently 0-3. I mean, we've talked about it. Houston is the more well-rounded, they're the the best well-rounded team um, in the entire XFL. And I don't really think it's a question or really a debate. I mean, if anybody wants to debate me on that, that's cool. But you're you're probably not going to win. Um... They got Orlando in Orlando. I'm looking at, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Houston and possibly a blowout here. What do you think, Kay? I think that I believe in my state and they let me down this time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Second game on Saturday, the San Antonio Brahmas, uh, the one and two team taking on the Seattle Sea Dragons who just, had a intense come from behind. They were the team that was happy. You know, the teams were coming back and beating them. Now they finally got theirs. Josh Gordon, 65-yard game-winning touchdown. Dinchi is the uh, first quarterback to hit 1,000 yards in the XFL, and he's the leading uh, passer in the XFL. So San Antonio and Seattle both one and two. Going at it in Seattle. Um, as much as I like San Antonio, when Seattle got that win, I think that kind of lit a fire under them. And I think San Antonio's still trying to kind of get it together. Um, so, as again, as much as I like San Antonio and 
you know, love the city. You know, used to go there a lot as a kid. Um, I mean, I uh, in Seattle and stuff. I, I'm gonna go with the Sea Dragons on this one. What do you think, Kai? I think Josh going gonna do exactly what I think he's gonna do now. And the way he won that game, the way the excitement that you saw from him, the passion after he caught that touchdown. Well, after he scored that touchdown, because he caught the ball and he fought for the yards. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> liking it, liking it. Sunday, yeah. the Arlington, uh the Arlington Renegades at two and one versus the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, led by A.J. McCarron. Now, Arlington's a very – is an interesting team. A part of me doesn't want to like them because they're in the same city as the Dallas Cowboys. Um, But when it comes to Arlington, their run game's decent. Their defense is okay. Their pass game is a little sketchy. And St. Louis is a little bit more proven and a little bit more uh, settled. I think right now than Arlington is. Um, first game, first home game for the Battle Hawks uh, in at the St. Louis Dome, so you know that that crowd is going to be definitely rowdy. Um, I think St. Louis first game at home take the victory against the the Arlington Renegades. What do you think? Kay? Um, I'm gonna go with the Renegades. Ah. All right. And then the final game, Battle of the Ophers. Actually, no, it's not Battle of the Ophers. I read that wrong. Uh, Battle of one Ofer and one undefeated team, the Vegas Vipers at 0-3 uh, versus the D.C. Defenders at 3-0. They're in D.C. Vegas. I mean... They have spurts of, holy shit, this team is good. And then it just just takes a huge shit after the first half. I, I, I don't so, know what's going on. I, I don't know if this team is still trying to find their identity. Vegas, is, the Vegas team is basically being like the city of Vegas on the strip. Unpredictable. Ugh. But Vegas 0-3 going into D.C. against the defenders who have been playing good football. You know, second best team to the, you know, to the Houston Roughnecks. You know, I'm going to go with the Vipers, and I'm just going to think that they're they finally get it together. They're going to finally get, get, a, 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 get something going and get their first dub against the defenders. What do you think, Kai? D.C. in a blowout. <laughs> hey, it, it could definitely happen. I've 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 been wrong before. It won't be the won't be the first time. It won't definitely not be the last time. So, uh, XFL Saturday and Sunday. You guys already heard it here. Next week, um, on Wednesday, uh, Sunshine will be back here, uh, talking some Formula One because next weekend is uh the race in Jeddah. Uh, so that's going to be cool to talk with sunshine, uh, about formula one, hopefully get Corey back in maybe again next Friday, 
to talk a little bit more um, A7FL and stuff before the season actually starts for them because I know it's going to be a hassle trying to get him on um, during the season. Um, but things are happening quick. Um, and uh, loving it. Loving it. Uh, once again, love Mav being on here. We missed you on Wednesday. I know the A7 or the. Uh, the AEW event um, on Wednesday uh, was there, so we don't uh, we don't fault you at all for wanting to go to that. Um, but we appreciate you being here, Mev, and helping us out with everything. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, for myself, JP, for the six ten beast from the southeast, Mister Country K, and for the marvelous Maverick, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Deuces. Make sure you wash your ass.